morning. You can, you can grab a seat. What, what have you brought with you this morning? Coffee, that's good. I'd need another one of those. Uh, can I suggest right now that what I have to bring this morning, I have no power. But can I tell you who has power? The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has power. And so this morning, as we kind of open up the Word of God, as we look at kind of God's truth for us, I don't have anything. What I have that it has any value for us is what the Holy Spirit might have for us this morning. Am I making sense? Just in the same way this morning, I don't know what you've brought with you. I don't know whether you may have had a, a tough week, you may have a few burdens from the week, or... If you're like me, you may have changed your T-shirt like three times because I need to look good for church. Anyone? I changed three times T-shirts just, just to get the right combo. You know, anyone else like that? Maybe sometimes we do. We bring, we bring a different version of ourselves to church sometimes, don't we? We want to look like we're all together. We want to we wanna look like, you know, I'm dressed nice. I'm, I'm here. I, you know, I in nice uniform, nice shirts maybe. Uh, Can I suggest just this morning, we're going to pray this, that we come humbly together this morning, that we don't bring whatever we've brought from home, but that we come and we are just ourselves and we will humbly listen to God's Word this morning and we'll let God do what He needs to do this morning and we won't put up any kind of walls. Can we pray that right now? God, You are good. We don't have to come and pretend before You. You're a God who wants us to come just as we are. And so we ask that in this moment, whatever is on our minds, whatever thoughts are running through our heads, we we ask that we would hold them captive and make them obedient to Christ. Whatever image we're trying to kind of portray, any mask that we're wearing, we just ask that they be gone now in Jesus' Name. And we just humbly sit before You and ask you to work and do what you need to do, Holy Spirit. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm excited to be together this morning. Uh, you, usually, you know, like you have to ramp up to being excited. Like, you know, there has to be good worship. There has to be a great prayer meeting. Where's our oh, Major June's out in kids? She led prayer meeting this morning. It was so good to hear from her. Uh, but can I tell you, I was excited last night. I was excited last night for, for what I believe is just some great news for all of us this morning. So let's get on with it, hey? Have you ever had a life-defining moment? Have you ever think about it? Is there ever like life-defining moments? You know, like those moments that kind of alter your life from that moment on. I'm sure that if we went around the room, we could tell stories of those kind of life-altering moments. Now, for some of you, it may have been like, like actually tragic moments in your life, may have changed things forever. It might have been something that someone said to you during your life that changed the trajectory of your life. It might have been a victory that you had. It might have been a decision that you made or a decision that to not do something may have altered your life. I've had a few of these kind of life-defining moments, uh, getting married, who knows, getting married is a bit of a life-defining moment, changes everything from there on. Uh, having kids, 
having kids is a is a life changing moment. Um, yes, it, it's good in the moment, and then there's uh, but then there's heaps of ups. There's heaps of ups. No, no, it's a life defining moment. Um, but I'm going to share. I want to share with you two of these kind of life defining moments for me. Life altering moments for me. I moved to Adelaide when I was 17. Uh, we moved from Hobart, so I had like limited life experience. You know, like Hobart, there's, there's not heaps going on in Hobart. I had a great time, great friends. But it wasn't long before I found out, moving to Adelaide, that there was, there was far more to life than what I'd experienced before, yeah? Uh, there was far more to experience from this world and it was a lovely, I remember it pretty clearly, lovely spring day in Felixstowe, just down the road in Felixstowe. And, and I had already returned from school. I must have come home early. I'm not sure if I was supposed to come home early, but I'd come home early. And I decided to go for a walk and, and you know, my favourite place to walk to was Martin Shopping Centre. It was pretty close and, and I walked and on the way I'm like, I'm a bit hungry. And so I popped into KFC and I had some chips with a little bit of extra salt, you know, as you do. Uh, but then something different happened. Instead of the usual uh, original Philip burger, I ordered a Zinger burger. And the moment I put my lips around that burger, my life was changed. Can I tell you... The little hint, just a little hint of spice, the bit more crispy burger, the, the mayo just tops it all off. Who knows that the Zinger is the best burger that you can buy? Uh, three of us, four, five. Come on, there's got to be more than five. The Zinger, the Zinger changed my life. Do you know from that moment I would never have had a Zinger and from then on, too many Zingers, far too many Zingers. Is it lunchtime yet? Um, yeah, shut up and take my money. The other, the other life-defining moment was also when I was 17. Up until that moment, can I tell you, I had lived a life of fear. I was scared of everything. And, and when I say everything, I, I mean, like, I was fearful of everything. I... I Kind of as a, as a primary school kid, I had this irrational fear that I would be kidnapped. It was just this crazy, it was irrational that I would walk down the street and someone would take me away. I was petrified, wasn't I, mum and dad, all the time. I, I remember I was scared of being by myself. I, I was scared at night times. I was scared of the dark. I was scared of any noises that happened at night. I was, I was at school, I was scared of failure. I, uh, I just had this irrational, crippling fear over my life. And it wasn't just as a kid, it was, it was into my teens as well. Now, I will say that I was courageous in that I, I faced a lot of those fears. Yeah, he's got it, he's got it, he's, he's good. I faced a lot of those fears, but they, they were always there. And they, and they did, they crippled my life. My life-altering moment came when instead of living in fear, can I tell you, I chose to start living in faith. It changed my whole life. I had an encounter with Jesus that meant that life wasn't the same again. 
Now, I believed God was real. I grew up in a, in a great Christian home and I had learned who God was and, and I, I believed God was real and I had invited Jesus into my heart when I was like five or six and I, and I meant it sincerely. And I knew who kind of Jesus was, but, but in this moment, it took this moment for me to live like I knew who God was, who Jesus was. And I want to tell you, Today, I am a different person because of that moment. Last week, we looked at um, fixing our thoughts. If you were here last week, if you weren't here, check out the, the podcast, catch up. We looked at fixing our thoughts, taking uh, captive our thoughts and making them obedient to Christ. That verse comes from 2 Corinthians 10.5. Nate's going to put it up. Oh, Reno's going to put it up for me. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Well, we're going to continue looking at this battle of our minds. We, we said last week, how often do our thoughts lead us? Our thoughts can run away and race away. And actually, Paul encourages us to take captive, to fix our thoughts on heaven. I'm going to be straight up with you this morning. I believe that life is better with Jesus. I believe life is better with Jesus. And I don't know about you, but living a life of fear doesn't sound like a better life to me. I've got a, this is, this is like, Preaching 101. I've got a couple of definitions of, of some words. And the first one is fear. Let's, let's kind of unpack what is fear. And I, I can't remember which dictionary. I should have put a reference note at the bottom. But fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. You see this morning, and I'm sure you know it already, fear traps us, doesn't it? Fear traps you. It stops you from doing things. Even if it's real or imagined, the definition says, it can stop us from doing things. Now, of course, there are sensible fears, aren't there? You know, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to go jump off a cliff because that's dumb, yeah? I'm not going to jump in front of a bus. Like I'm not going to have no fear that that's going to do anything because it will. I'm not talking about those kinds of things. But all of us in this room, I'm sure, have missed out on something because of fear, right? We've missed out on an opportunity. We've missed out on, on something in our lives because we were too afraid to take that step because of fear. We were too afraid to try it, too scared to do it. There have been heaps of moments in my life, I was, I was thinking about this, there have been heaps of moments in my life where I feel like I missed out because of that fear. I had a, a moment again, I said, I grew up in Hobart. There's a moment where my friends went, went jetty jumping, but it was off a scaffold. There was about 10 metres in the air. And, and honestly, I went and I reckon I spent half that day halfway up the scaffold, just trembling, holding onto the rails. Fear immobilised me in that moment. 
I missed out. They had the best fun. They also probably caught some things jumping into the Derwent that I don't have now, which is good. But, uh, uh, but I missed out. I know that there's been moments where I've been so afraid of what others might think of me that I've missed out. I know that there's been times where fear has just robbed me of enjoying my life. We get a really good faith definition from the writer of Hebrews and we're going to look at it together. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. The writer of Hebrews isn't just talking about false hopes. He's not just talking about, I hope that I'll win the lottery one day. He's talking about our hope in salvation, our hope in who Jesus is. It's the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Now, faith, on the other hand, different to fear. Who knows that faith is a life giver? Faith releases us. Fear holds us captive. Faith releases us. Faith empowers us. Faith allows you to believe that you are who Jesus says that you are. When you have faith in something, who knows that you can trust it fully? That's what actually faith means. If you have faith in something or someone, you can trust them fully, which allows you to just kind of go for it, right? Now, the example is, I kind of mentioned it a little bit ago. I should have put it in my fears, but this is, we all have those phobias, all right? I I don't cope with heights very well. Anyone else not cope with heights? Yeah, there's there's a reason, you know, because you're high and you can die, Yeah. It's, it's, it makes sense. Uh, so I'm scared of heights uh, and they make me, uh, and again, there's probably a few in the room, they make me like fall over. Like I lose my balance just from being high. I get so scared. I'm like the world starts turning. Uh, it's kind of like I was at the start of the year, vertigo. <laughs> like I just feel like I'm spinning. I um, uh, it was at a conference in Melbourne on one of those uh, I think it was like kind of like a uni housing building. It's just like massively high, skinny buildings. And I remember going out onto the balcony, which was just a glass kind of balcony. And I took the first step and suddenly I just dropped. Like I had to get as low as I could. There were probably people in the room there. It would have looked really funny. But I couldn't even stand next to the edge. I couldn't look over. It just freaked me out. Anyway. I like climbing though. Like I enjoy the act of climbing, but then I get to a certain point and it's, it's all done. So I have to stop. Has anyone been on a high ropes course? Anyone kind of done a high ropes course? I know some of our youth have done it. Uh, there's, one, there's one in the Parklands, South Parklands. It's good fun. The idea of high ropes makes me pucker up a little bit, yeah? Like, like it scares me, thinking I'm up in like trees, I'm going to be high. But high ropes courses have harnesses, yeah? And I know that I can have faith in the harness. 
which allows me to actually go for it when I'm on a high ropes course. There's a, there's a moment of fear where I test that, make sure that it's, that it's all good. But actually, I realise the harness has me and I can enjoy myself. I can go for it at my fullest. Even in the middle of what is usually a fearful thing, I know that I can put my faith in that harness. Can I tell you this morning, faith empowers us. Fear is not a full life. It's a, it's a scared and safe life. I want to suggest faith is a full life. Fear robs us, faith gives to us. Fear traps us, faith releases us. Am I making sense this morning? I want to have a look at a story from Matthew 14. Uh, Reno will, will put, put the verse up for us. Let's read together. Um, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. That's Jesus. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Can we just quickly pray? God, your, your word is living. Your word is, is powerful. It has authority to, to teach us and, uh, and to show us the best way to live. So we just ask in these moments, Holy Spirit, that you uh, do that work. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what does this story show us about living in fear or faith? The first thing we see in this story is that the disciples are scared, right? They're in a boat. The weather's started to turn. The disciples starting to get scared. They're living in some fear. They're scared out of their wits, I think the Bible said. It's a pretty scary scenario, right? Even without a ghost appearing across the water, it's a scary scenario. That just kind of topped it off. Have you ever been on a boat when the wind starts to pick up, waves start to pick up? It's, a, it's scary. I think I shared ferries across Sydney Harbour, waves crashing, people screaming in the ferry. It, was, it gets scary. I think the safest option in that moment, who knows the safest option in that moment, was to stay in the boat, wasn't it? anchor down in the boat, maybe get under the seat, I don't know, get as close to the floor as possible. But we see something amazing happen. We see one person, Peter, 
We, we looked at Peter's uh, letter to the churches a few weeks ago. Peter decides he was going to do something that seemed a little risky. But he had a sudden burst of faith. Do we see that? It's kind of like Peter's like, that's it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to live in this fear in the boat. I'm going I'm to jump out in some faith. And in the end, he does something absolutely amazing. Something that probably none of us can say that we've done. Peter walks on water. Now, I've been to a pool and if you run really fast over the top of the wall and you move your legs, it kind of can make it look like you're walking on water. But I, I can't say that I've ever walked on water. Anyone walked on water? No, that's right. So Peter did something amazing by stepping out in faith instead of living in that fear. He walks on water. And like a pool, you know, like I, I think uh, a pool, nice and flat, nice and clear, pretty glassy. We're talking about in a sea where the waves are starting to get really big. It's choppy. The, the wind is howling. And he manages to get a few steps into that water, up on waves. That's crazy. Anyone else? It's crazy. It's so good. Now, most of us are, are pretty, like, we're amazed that Jesus walked on water, you know, the ghost that appeared. We're amazed that Jesus walked on water. But I don't know about you, there's still in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, Jesus was fully man, but he's also fully God. Of course, God can walk on water. But actually, it's truly amazing that Peter, just like us, you know, the, the fisherman, the, the kind of normal, ordinary bloke, steps out and takes a few steps on that water. When we live in faith, can I tell you, great things happen. Great things happen. Things that we haven't seen before, well, they actually happen when we step out in faith, when we live in faith. Normal, ordinary people, just like you and me, start to see dreams realised when we step out in faith. Things that seemed impossible suddenly become impossible. Now, I'm not just talking about, quickly, go down to the sea, let's try and walk on water. Oh, but for you, it might be something like this. You may be able to share your faith with someone. And now I know... That, for some of that, that's, that's an easy thing. But for some of you, that step out in faith might mean you are able to do what you thought was impossible. It might be having the courage to help people or reach out and hang with lonely neighbours. It might be being able to walk down the street without being scared of everyone. It might be taking your first few steps towards what God is calling you to do. It might give you the courage to forgive someone. It might give you the courage to step out, to do those things that God's kind of been whispering to you. We're all different. And stepping out in faith looks different for each of us. But I believe this morning wholeheartedly that faith adds value to your life. Are we cool? 
Now there's one more thing I want to have a quick look at and it comes from verse 30, which the guys up the back are going to nail the next one. Yeah. Um, But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. That's Peter. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. When life is hard, when we are living in fear, when we feel like we're drowning in our situations, Jesus can and Jesus will and He always will save us if we call out to Him. Who who just needed to be here this morning just to hear that? We want to live in faith, but when we're living in fear, when we find that we're sinking, what does Peter do? He just calls out. And what does Jesus do? He immediately, Scripture tells us, immediately reaches out and grabs him. Life is better when we live in faith, 100%. But when we are living in fear, the good news for us this morning is Jesus still reaches out and he grabs us. And he takes us back to that place where we can be safe. And he might call us again. And I love the fact that that Jesus will do it over and over and over again. Because I I said my whole life has changed. But there are still moments when I make decisions out of fear. There's still moments when I live in fear. But I know that in those moments I can call out again and Jesus will pick me up. Can you turn to your neighbour and say, Jesus will pick you up? This is important. I like that. I, and, and I can talk about, I can talk about this forever. The question I have for you this morning, will you choose faith this morning? Will you choose faith tomorrow morning? So, sounds good, Nath. I, I get it. To live with faith is better than living in fear. I get it. But how do we do that? And I've just got two quick things that I want to kind of bring to you. And the first one is this. I believe that the only way we can fully live in faith is to know Jesus. This isn't just a moral exercise of, well, I'm going to keep believing for the best and I'm, not going, to, I'm going to push out the negative thoughts. This is actually not a faith in ourselves, not a faith uh, that we kind of make up, but this is a faith in Jesus. A faith in Jesus is where we see full life. Not just in a good idea, but a faith in Jesus. So, Like Peter, did you notice Peter gets out of the boat? Where were his eyes? His eyes were on Jesus, right? He sees Jesus coming. Jesus says, step out. Peter's not looking down below. He's looking at Jesus. The moment he sinks into his fear is when he starts to look at his own feet to see what's underneath him. Can I suggest this morning, if we want to keep living in faith, that we need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. The writer of Hebrews tells us that, right? Keep our, keep our eyes on Jesus, the, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
Let's lift our eyes to Him. I talked a a bit uh, recently about the salvation that's available in Jesus, didn't I? The salvation that we can hold on to in any moment, our anchor. This morning, the question I have is, do you know Jesus? Are you able to call Him your King, your Saviour? Are you able to see Him? Because I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit might reveal Jesus afresh to you this morning. That we may be able to see Jesus above the waves, above the storm, above the fear that we're facing at the moment, that we might be able to recognise Jesus at work. When we know who our God is, when we see what He has done and what He is doing, who knows, fear naturally kind of starts to fade away. I, I, I Again, I've told some of these stories heaps, so you'll remember them. That's good. When I was in high school, I just said I was a pretty scared kind of guy. But do you know what? A place that I wasn't scared was at school. It made no sense. Well, it made sense because I had two really big mates. Kai and Wooly, right? These guys were like like some of my best mates in school. And I knew that skinny little runt mouthy Nath always had two big mates who would have my back no matter what, right? Anyone ever had a friendship like that? Now, I didn't go looking for fights, I can tell you that. But I was never afraid. I knew that I could rely on my mates. They were bigger than me. Well, Imagine if we got a true picture as to how big and powerful our God is. If we get a true picture as to how big and powerful and the authority that God has, who knows that there's nothing that we can face that we should be afraid of. A Father who cares and loves for us, who created the whole universe. That's amazing, right? Getting a true picture that God has our back. So the first thing to live in faith and not fear is to know Jesus. Keep our eyes on Him. Remember who our God is. And the second one is very similar to to what we talked about last week. Changing a mindset. Who knows that we have to practice it and we have to choose it. I believe that living in faith is a daily choice that we have to make. We have a God who's great and we can keep our eyes on Him, but we have to choose it, don't we? We have to choose it. It's not just a feeling thing. We have to be active in choosing to live in it. What are your decisions motivated by every day? What are those kind of choices that you make? What are they motivated by? Let's choose faith. Philippians 4, 6 gives us another clue into this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Give thanks to God for for who He is and what He's done. Has anyone been kind of keeping that gratitude little journal in their phone? I've I've been doing it this week. How good is it? It's only a couple of days and it's a worship time. We choose it. We pray every day. 
God, may I live in faith today. Keep my eyes on You. It's a, it's a simple prayer, isn't it? But a powerful prayer that we can pray every morning. Not just the morning. I keep saying morning, but during the day. Who knows that we need to pray that a few times sometimes every day. All right. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. We have a God who hasn't given us fear. Fear is a result of our fallen world. We have an enemy who prowls around and his job is to steal, kill and destroy. And the enemy just wants to plant seeds of fear. We have a God who is far greater than that enemy. We, we sang it. You have no rival, Jesus. You know, like sometimes we think there's this like equal play between like God and, and the enemy. We think it's like an equal playing field, like they're in a boxing match. It's not even close. Now God is so much bigger and so much powerful. He created. So we don't need to fear the attacks of the enemy. We have a God who will be with us and for us. This morning, will you choose faith over fear? I, I know because I've lived it. I know what it is to live in fear. I know how crippling fear can be. I know how much I have to continue to choose faith in my life. But I want freedom. I want to be released to live to be all I can. And I want that for you this morning. I want us to leave here free. I want us to live here with faith and not fear, yeah, in our lives. I'm going to ask just, uh, Nath, if you can just put on just some background music. We're going to pray together. I believe that not only do we carry out those things, but I also believe like I had an encounter with Jesus as a 17-year-old. I want to tell you that that moment was like an instant moment in my life where the Holy Spirit came and changed my perspective on everything. I want to pray that for you this morning. I want to open this up so that can happen for you this morning. That no one leaves here in fear, that we leave full of faith. Let's pray together. God, You are good. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for uh, the stories contained in it, the truth contained in it. But, but right in this moment, we wanna be a people of faith. And we know that fear robs us of that full life You talk about in John 10, 10. So Holy Spirit, come in this moment. We ask that You reveal Jesus afresh to us again. And my prayer is for freedom this morning. People released from fear. 
It might be something that's only crept up recently or it might be something that you've struggled with your whole life. I believe we have a God who is good enough and great enough and big enough to change that in an instant. Build our faith, Holy Spirit. May we live out of faith, not out of fear.